1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Redmen Radio, the Liverpool podcast. I am Paul Meach and I am joined by Chris Pajak, who Hello. becomes the first man in the history of the world to get a stitch by sitting I'm down. In real pain. <laughs> it's, it can't be a stitch. It's a stitch. And
0: I know what a stitch is.
1: Well, I know, but you also know that a stitch is something that you get via like strenuous physical activity. Well, it's
0: to do with the oxygen intake, isn't it, in your lungs and stuff like that. Yeah. I think So okay. uh, that's why I was exhaling as much as I could out of my lungs and, and then breathing back in and stuff. And... Okay, super. Um, we are gonna kick our question. I don't know if that's the truth. This
1: week comes via Steve. Carson, I'm sure, Twitter will let me know. Good mate of ours, let the us YouTube know. Actually, if, is it possible to get a stitch just being? I mean, it is immobile? possible because I've
0: got one right now. <laughs>
1: I mean, but what I'm saying is, if if it's not possible, it's then there's, there's, you've got something else, and that also needs addressing. These people might save your life here. This is true. Mm. Please save me. Yeah. This is like that story about someone put a, a photo of them, a selfie of themselves online, and they had to, like, a mad little thing on the corner, and someone went, That's the early signs of cancer, and they got it checked out and were saved. This could be, we could be saved. You could save Chris's life. Please let do. us know. Uh, or you could stir up some real fear and anxiety um, over oh, no, what he might have instead. I mean.
0: don't, don't make me self diagnose <laughs>
1: Um, Steve Carson, you're 100 yards from goal, which I think is too many for this okay. question, but nevertheless, four um, yards outside the six yard <laughs> box in if your area. own <laughs> And you need to score right now. Zabby esque. That's not Zabby That is, just to clarify, that is Sander Vesterveld esque. Yes. Um, there's a current Liverpool player standing next to you. You pass the ball to him and he shoots. Ideally, who did you just pass the ball to and will he score? Again, if if halfway line if we're talking yeah i mean if we're talking our own six yard box i'm going Vesterveld all day long because the we were, we waited people forget this do you this. know
0: something we don't know here Have liverpool re-signed Sander Vesterveld
1: yeah i know i'm just uh, the only player i can think of who, who would who i've ever known to be capable of that kind of thing because he had that he came with that reputation and we always wanted him to score from his own area but it never happened um, okay, so Let's we'll say roo- Zabby... Let's
0: start a rumor that Liverpool are signing signed Westfield and he's now a current Liverpool. We've player.
1: got a couple of weeks before we can do that. We got we got Babel to Newcastle uh, last last transfer window. We can probably do the same. Uh, go on, who are you going for? Um, okay, so there's two
0: players mm-hmm. that I sort of tossed up between. I went with Virgil Van Dijk in the end. Ooh, yeah, I just like the way that he. Absolutely belt free kicks, okay, Uh, and I trust him to be able to hit it hard enough, um, that he'll be able to get it in. Jordan Henderson was the other guy because I think his long range passing is probably the best in the squad,
1: yeah.
0: Crunch time, I've gone VVD,
1: okay. Um, it's obviously like a
0: like a drive a golf. Well
1: it's funny because we don't we we've we've done the Zabi Alonso challenge and regular viewers on the, the channel will have seen the few the few of them that we've done. Most people go for elevation. I remember Jordan to doing it and he basically just blammed it into the top into the top bin pretty much. So there's definitely there's, there's a variation in technique. I I like the I like the Van Dyke shot if I'm honest but it's not he obviously did, he did it closer last season against Man City if you're going to go with someone who's got an eye for goal, I'm probably going Salah. I don't want him that far away from the goal, if I'm honest. But I would... T- don't look beyond the guy who scored 50 goals in a, in, a, in, a, in a campaign. So I would have to be boring and go with Mohamed Salah in that regard. Outside of the box, shouts. Maybe like a Trent. Yeah,
0: that's something. a good shout. That's yeah. a very good shout.
1: I like Van Dyke if I'm honest. I think that's the winner. Mm. Right, before we press on, podcast today sponsored by Vanarama. Um... Need to make mention of this, Chris, because this, this is absolutely incredible. Um, when you lease a vehicle with Vanarama, you receive £100 in Amazon vouchers. And even better than that, every time you refer a friend to lease a Vanarama vehicle, you receive another £100 in Amazon vouchers.
0: Can you explain that to me one more time? So
1: listen, go to Vanarama, lease a van, get £100 in Amazon vouchers. And what, when you're doing that, refer to a friend, get them to do it. And you get another one. What if I'm another friend? Well, and, and ad nauseum, Chris, do it until you have just literally got so many Amazon £100 vouchers that you can swim in them Scrooge McDuck style. That sounds great. That sounds pretty decent. Um, the, uh, here's the thing. I think there's a misconception around some of this, I, and, I, and I had this. If I'm being perfectly be honest, leading up to the obviously I was partnering with Vanarama, is I just thought of them as being like the the, the white van people. Like yeah, if you work true. on a building site, go and get yourself a van. It's not. I was astounded. The van that we used for the Champions League final was like, it was. Pimp my ride stuff. It was the, the van. It was, it was the, the van. It was the best vehicle I've ever been in. So you know, if you want to do something, of you, if you're looking to get a bunch of people like minibus style, you want you want to hire something in that kind of regard. Take a bunch of people you, on a, on a trip or a or, you know a road trip or whatever. Then highly recommend. It's not just about you know getting vans that you can load stuff into or whatever. It's about getting somewhere in style uh, and also do it and get loads and loads of Amazon vouchers as well. Yes, Chris. Um, we're going to be talking about, Claps. Um, Potential preference for senior players this season. We're taking a bunch of your questions as well later on. However, let's get through the news and brief before we do. You sat down to do the news show Tuesday morning. And Monday and, morning. And Monday Thursday, morning. And, and Wednesday. Probably and we ball until ball it's done. Until Liverpool sign a goalkeeper and an attacking mid. Uh, Alisson and, and Fakir. Let's start with the Alisson. There was just lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of Alisson bollocks doing the rounds, yes. including the one, and this is peak Twitter, he's removed Roma from his Instagram bio, at time of recording I haven't seen any proof that Roma was in his Instagram bio, but all we know is it's not there and it stands to reason that he's removed it and therefore that means that he's defo not, he 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 might be joining Liverpool. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. Paul. Um, was,
0: I got no idea whether it was there, so I can't tell you whether he's removed it or not. All I know is that it's not there now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also his agents also like that kit or that edit of him in a half Liverpool kit and yeah. stuff like
1: that. And then you see, uh, there's just so much stuff going around. But if this guy's that good and he's, he could be a goalkeeper for a decade, then I'm starting to I do lean more towards the just pay pay what needs to be paid, but. The, what I also said about goalkeepers, and I can't remember what, whether I said this in just in comments with people on YouTube. The problem with goalkeepers is you go and spend seventy million pounds on Allison, and he drops an absolute bollock in a Champions League final, <laughs> and you've got to get rid of him. You've got, you know what I mean? And it, we're, we're, we are, we should probably count ourselves lucky we paid so little for. It. For for Karius. and look, I know this there's, there's there's nuances to this point I'm trying to make, of course, because you'd argue if you, if someone's worth more money, then they're just they're just better, aren't they? But this is the thing is that there's a lot there's going to be a lot of pressure on that guy coming in regardless. We actually did the transfer latest podcast on Monday. Thanks for everyone who obviously listened to that one or, or um, watched the video version. If you want more of that this kind of stuff, obviously we do we do two transfer shows of the week at the moment. There's the transfer latest on a Monday and there's the Reds transfer roundup in in midweek with Steve Hall we've talked a lot about the goalkeeper merry-go-round in that and I do wonder whether we'll see once we see a touch of movement on that you might see Liverpool emerge in, in, in the transfer Could market be domers, couldn't it? yeah because again we just don't, at the minute we've talked about this but alisson we know he wants real madrid when you that option closes off you will we might be able to truly gauge his interest in a, in a liverpool move on not. once he's not got one eye Kind of looking over there, and he's able to squarely look, look, look across the negotiation uh, table at you. That might change things, and maybe we might just see someone, someone become available. It's kind of crazy that we're not. There's nothing really concrete there at the moment. This is where we're at, and we'll come on to Fakir now. Is that in the absence of solid information, we are living off scraps at the moment and trying to in trying to work things out. And we should be able. We should all just be able to just ignore this really to the best of our ability Liverpool are doing live training videos watch them you know come and have general discussions about the Reds instead you know what highlights from the pre-season um, <laughs> we're looking at Fakir now So we've got. so this is a week where we've had uh, Alison's agent liking things, the, the Roma Instagram bio thing. Uh, someone chanted, or some people chanted, Liverpool at Fakir in an airport, Good and on. he kind of looked back and smiled, which is really hard to make out because it's not a great vi- video quality. We're, and these are all the things that were like, that points towards, all points towards, all points towards Liverpool. This is the world we're living in right now, Chris, where you've got no information we need, because we can't, we can't, there's no planes to track. This is the bullshit that we have to we have to live. It with.
0: is. It is unfortunately, and it's it's difficult and. You know, I must admit, I've said for the last couple of weeks, probably since just before the World Cup started, since his medical, I didn't see Liverpool coming back in. But the more and more that these stories start cropping up, it feels like there's more to this than the Alisson stuff. Mm-hmm. feels like there's concrete stuff here that you can get involved with. I think, you know, Leon and their president coming out and saying that they want a deal wrapped up in two weeks and essentially shortening the window for us by nine days on the surface looks a bit stupid. Yeah because the transfer window ends on the 9th of August or whatever. But actually, if they need a replacement, then it absolutely makes perfect sense for them to shut the door a little bit earlier yeah. and be able to spend that money over the next nine days. Um, that's obviously something uh, for Keir's representatives, if you believe the, the rumours, are meeting with Leon today. Um what that means for Liverpool who knows yeah. it could just mean that he wants to move full stop or get and new, that he's get not, a new contract or, or whatever exactly yeah. it could be absolutely anything but um, I think it's clear that Fakir did want to come to Liverpool Liverpool were interested Liverpool are stingy so it wouldn't surprise me if we did see Liverpool try and stagger a deal out over a few months yeah. although the absolute rubbish coming out of Twitter with the refund policy
1: yes no Total bollocks. Not going to happen. Total bollocks. So, yeah, just to clarify on he that. He now follows me a, on Twitter, that guy. Amazing. There was a rumour that, And yeah, he thanked Liverpool, me for
0: publicising his work.
1: Wow. Liverpool were uh, apparently going to request a refund policy in the Fakil deal. So, if, if he broke down, we were getting... Really oh, it's horseshit. Total. Total and not a horse The thing is,
0: I'm going to do this with everything now. I'm going to go into, like, you know, my phone shop and be like... Can I make sure that I can get a refund if it just stops working?
1: I mean, that's what you want. That's called a warranty.
0: But, like, it doesn't cover all <laughs> the stuff that's to my phone, yeah. does it, to be yeah, fair absolutely. News. A proper one where it's yeah. like, well, I want a refund for me dropping the phone and standing yeah, on it. Yeah, absolutely. Which you did. Um, the, which I did in the yeah. Champions League final. And then I skated on it, which yeah. is why it's all scratched.
1: Yeah. Um... So the, yeah the yeah we'll know we'll know more as and when we as when we get a bit closer to all this. i said it before; it doesn't take a genius to to understand that we're probably going to see if we're going to make movements. The most likely movements we'll make will be in the next week or so. Um, well, the other thing is, for Kea is on holiday for
0: two weeks, isn't he? And they yeah. set the deadline as two weeks, so it kind of makes sense that you want to get it done so that if he's he's not going back to Leon, basically yeah. he's coming back to him. The and these all feel like, well, they sound realistic and it's all that yeah. type of stuff, isn't it? And, but let's not be honest, clickbait journalists know what we're after. And we're looking mm. for a, cre- a, a crumb of evidence that could suggest that that's why they've yeah. done that. The
1: more, the more random and long-winded the story, the more believable it is. Exactly, house. It, back in the his house. Whereas realistically, realistically, what we're just going to have, have is it's going to leak about four hours before it actually gets signed. And then everyone go. Oh, I'm not sure about this. Now people go. That's total bollocks. And then have go. Oh, I believe that. And then it will just be announced by Liverpool, and it'll be done hopefully sooner rather than later. And um, a couple of little bits of uh, out news. Then uh, apparently we've got a 20 million valuation of Danny Ings. Go ahead. Um, if we get that 20 million pounds for Danny Ings, Chris, it's another one of those situations where and we this always gets forgotten whenever we have a little lull in Liverpool not being the absolute dogs bollocks. Everything we do. People come out and go, oh, aren't they a disgrace? FSG and Michael Edwards and all that. Get them in the bin. Um, (laughs) If we manage to get 20 million for it's another example of us getting just amazing value from us selling players on.
0: It is, but I don't think... I think take the injuries away. And I think he's probably worth about that. Mm. And it's difficult, of course. You can't take the injuries away, can you? But he's probably going to get... If he starts every game in the Premier League season, what did he get? Eleven last time out at Burnley before he moved to us. They're, they're I'd say probably fifteen goals a season. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think so. If he's the main man in the side and he's playing every single week, I don't see the twenty million's too expensive at all. Mm. I no. think for what you're getting, absolutely.
1: Yeah, for, I mean, this is that, but that's the thing is that I think twenty million for things two seasons ago. You're like, okay, yeah, I can, I can, I can see a reality of that. And you're right, the, the, the reason the, he's not scored goals, is he's not played regularly. Yeah.
0: You know, twenty minutes here and twenty minutes there. You'd have, you'd have wanted more from him last season, of course you would. Yeah. Because he did have a few opportunities and stuff, but I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility that he's worth twenty million quid. And I think I think more importantly than basing him on what he's done last season is if he does move and and, and plays in a side, I think he will prove that he's worth twenty million.
1: I hope so. I hope so for him. I think it's that thing of at the minute all you can guarantee is you're just buying another Shane Long. You got, you got to get, you can get all you can guarantee is you're buying a guy who'll run around loads and get stuck in. I don't, I'm trying not to be, fair. I really like Danny Inks, I think he's a really talented footballer. But until he proves that goals, there'll be a club. The, the beauty is, that there's clubs in the bottom half of the Premier League who will take that gamble because if they can get him working, if they can get 10 goals out of him then 10 goals is a lot of goals once you're in the bottom, you know, 11, 12 places in the Premier League. So, fair play for Liverpool, do it good on them. Um, but in the minute, no no takers. Uh, Harry so Wilson. Rumours
0: of Southampton yesterday, that's been denied today. Yeah. But Palace, it turns up today, is sure, the rumour. Sure, great. We'll figure, give us a half off, please. They're, yeah,
1: definitely a top deal. Um, yeah, it's interesting, Palace, because they're after apparently after Antonio as well, Andy, from uh, from West Ham looking to rebuild that restructure that front line. You can't get it. I, I love I love that there's football clubs that we just it's just a nice well trodden path of them giving us money for players that we could just do with getting off the books. I'm very I'm very pleased with that. Um, West Ham looks to up their game a bit in the transfer market. Of so Palace want to fulfil that role. That's absolutely fine. Uh, Harry Wilson looks like he's going to join Derby. I had a chat with him. Um, our, our, our of mate Matt Wilson from Ball Street Huddersfield fan who, who, who thought that this was lined up for them for a little while and uh, he's chosen apparently chosen not to go to Premier League Huddersfield and instead go to Championship Derby um, I, I, it doesn't make sense to me until I remember or was reminded that Frank Lampard's in charge and the might you know Derby I think they're going to be I think I, I don't know where I talked to someone about this but he was at Hull last season dragged them out the relegation zone It's not the step up I think maybe we were all hoping for. I think a Premier League loan, I'd I'd like to see him tested in the Premier League. But Derby are likely, Chris, going to be in and around the mix for the playoffs, which means he's going to have a a bit more competitive, you know, nice big stadium, good fan base, historic football club and he gets the lane off Frank Lampard. Yeah, and it
0: seems to be that Frank Frank Lampard's trying to get a few youngsters in and his name should be enough to get a lot of these guys Mm -hmm. over the line and stuff. And to be fair, look, said over the years a lot of things about Frank Lampard but an unbelievable player and someone of Wilson's age you know he would have been an idol regardless of club because you just look at him and he was one of the best of his generation yeah and much in the same way that players want to play for Steven Gerrard, Lampard's got the same aura and it's got that same pull that Steven Gerrard's got. And you know what, fair play. If Harry Wilson wants to go and learn off one of the English greats, then fair play to him. Yeah,
1: no, sound, sound, sound. Uh, okay, then let's get stuck into it. Uh, the topic, is, I could do the more succinct title for this, but it's, I've got the moment we'll Klopp preference. Senior player this season. Should have put an S in there. I've been less succinct. Anyway, I... And a lot of this stems from the Daniel Sturridge chat we've had. And we'll, we'll, we'll revisit him certainly within this because I think it's an important point to make. But I wonder, and some of this comes out of the Harry Wilson stuff as well, that if our balance this season, Chris, is going to be more leaning towards proven talent than maybe it's been in years before. And I think we've seen a shift in our transfer policy since Klopp's come in. People go on about again the FSG under twenty-three model. I don't think we've really adhered to that. I think we've we've been buying more and more players who are either in or just at, have just entered or about to enter their prime years. And I think, given the pressures Liverpool are under this year, in terms of having to put together a concrete Premier League title challenge, let's let's go from the front back for this. Liverpool's understudies in the attacking positions last season just simply weren't good enough. And if you're gonna catch Manchester City, you need to, you're not gonna get any more goals out of that front three. So you need to, you can't guarantee it, but you need to guarantee to the best of your ability, the goals and assists are free flowing from more positions. And sadly, that might mean we're gonna preference a Divock for example, over a Harry Wilson.
0: Yeah, maybe. Two things. I'm going to start with the first point you made about the FSG model. I think the whole transfer market's changed around that, first and foremost. I think what you've seen over the last five years is that value's held for a lot longer nowadays. Example being, and a great example, Cristiano Ronaldo moving at 33. And all right, he's he's almost the top of the pyramid. But players do move at 29 and 30 years old for huge amounts of money nowadays, whereas I think what, seven, eight years ago when FSG first took over, that wasn't as prevalent maybe mm-hmm. as it is today. So I think that that's probably helped with that. Yeah. Um, and secondly, I just think you're kind of right on on the rest of it. I think, you know, we saw with Solanke last season, one goal from him. We saw what Origi was man, able to do over at Wolfsburg with his seven goals over there. It's important that Liverpool don't have the same kind of September and October, I think it was, when the Champions League first started up, again, this season. Because if we're after a a Premier League title and whether we think we can do it or not, that's Klopp's aim. Yeah. And that's what he will be aiming for. Um, He knows that he can't get away with draws during those games anymore and he, he saw the limitations of his squad yeah. you know we go and beat Arsenal 4-0 I think the next game was it did we get beat 5-0 by Man City in the Premier League or something like that then there's a couple of draws a couple of poor results obviously got some Champions League games and we get tonked by Tottenham 4-0 and then we started to come out the back end of it last yeah. season didn't we and it was that real period there where we probably lost 15 points on Manchester City yeah And it was a 25-point gap come the end of the season. So we've got to be able, especially this season, especially with the World Cup going on and every team having to almost deal with um, main players coming back and not being a part of the side. you you kind of, either you're trusting your kids from week one or you've got to make a decision on it. And I, I think it's too important a year for Liverpool for them to be able to take too many risks with regard to young players
1: yeah exactly that and and it's interesting because we're seeing Sturridge obviously in pre-season and there's no getting away from it look we all know no sense of us having the, having the conversation about Daniel Sturridge's fitness issues they are what they are but you can't escape the fact that of the players that we have in that squad and look, look Klopp's right to say it you know and um, I think we've been quite clear on certain situations with regards to With regards to the transfers, like I think he says, doesn't he? Like the kids, the the conversation with kids and the conversation with senior players is just a different conversation. Like, we don't talk about the senior players like finding moves for them, that's not how they how he builds uh, the squad. Exactly. We look at them and say, Can we get them, you know, can we get them fit? Can we get can we get use out of them? And then they make the decisions off off, off the back of that. He's basically saying, Like, he's happy with the squad, he's looking to add to his squad, not. Not making squads what Whereas the young players, they have to look at their development and they have to decide what's the what's the best way to get them the games they need to make them either a well, first and foremost useful assets for Liverpool, but secondly, if you can't, how do you then make them as valuable as possible to then buy assets that are that are useful for Liverpool? And the Daniel Sturridge thing, as you know, I was looking into it, and I think what what we're gonna see is, like, I, I it's almost like we don't quite know. In terms of n- a numerical value, how many players we're going to hold this season? But when you look at them, the players that are lined up there, I think it's very clear that we just have far too many players who play in that centre forward position who aren't quite don't quite have the versatility that we w- that we're maybe looking for. And when you line them up in terms of that goal return, Chris, you know we know Ings is kind of being Ings is going to be kind of portioned off and pushed over to one side. I don't think he, he would be. Move. No. No, I By agree. the way, yeah, I think I think it's been it's been publicised and the cop likes him, but maybe in some regards, Ings kind of makes this conversation a little bit easier by taking himself out of the out of the equation. But if you were to line up there, if you line up Solanke, um Brewster, Auriggy and Sturridge, and you put them all alongside, you get them in a squawker stack comparison or whatever. Daniel Sturridge is going to come out on top, yeah, in, in all of them, and Divock is going to come second. Because these are both, you know, Origi 23 is, just going, is about to turn 29 in September. They're senior players. And although you could argue that neither of them fit our style of play, do you, this season in particular, do you take a gamble? Would you rather have lads who fit your system but don't score goals or lads who don't quite fit your system but do score goals?
0: I don't know. I think I'm I'm basing this off the fact that the World Cup's happened and you know, we've got players coming back late and stuff like that and you know, players who won't have had a full pre season under the belts and you look at the lads like Divock Origi and you look at lads like Daniel Sturridge, you've had a full pre season, Klopp rates that very, very highly. Mm-hmm. You're looking at maybe not getting players back for a couple of weeks into the season at a lot of teams around the top six and you're thinking to yourself, Why wouldn't Klopp just say, Listen, let's see what game time you get. Because we've got a lot of games coming up. We've got two cup competitions. We don't want to go out of the League Cup as early this season. We want to go, go far in the FA Cup. We want to try and win that. And we've got the Champions League games and the Premier League. What about January, lads? Judge me on January. If I haven't given you the game time or you're not involved in the setup, then let's get through this really hard part of the season where everyone's going to be struggling and let's not lose any ground to any of the teams around us.
1: I totally agree. I think this is the season where... Because I think the big issue you have in in holding big squads is how do you juggle things? And we will have issues. But I think this is that season where that job's never been easier than it is this season. Because you're going, all you lads who missed out on the Champions League final... Bear in mind, like again, I mean Daniel Studge wouldn't have been fit for it per se. well maybe he was, but so it, you knows, know. Isn't it? But yeah, exactly. I you mean know he there's, still a, wouldn't. there's a few of these there's a few of these conversations, you know, look what we look what we've done. you want to be involved in this? Would you rather be would you rather be a bit part player involved in something mega for this club and you don't have to buy a new house? <laughs> or do you want to go and be a, a, a more a more prevalent part of a side that's gonna scrap for relegation or do fuck all? Well, that's an easier conversation. There's also the point that you're alluding to there. We're gonna. There's just gonna be a lot more rotation this year. There's gonna have to be because players are coming back with their fitness levels all over the place because of the World Cup, and as you say, looking to challenge more competitively on the other fronts. We saw that we we let ourselves down with depth because of the League Cup uh, and the FA Cup this last season. In fact, you know, apart from the season we got to the final, the League Cup every season under under Klopp so far, and when you get to the business end of the season, even we're gonna need because we saw it last season. There's just going to be games for for players, and we're gonna need we're gonna need options. And I just think this is a season where you. I don't think we're gonna cut off our nose to spite our face. I don't think we're gonna go. Well, how are we gonna manage these egos? How are we gonna manage such a large squad? We, we fuck it. If someone ends up with no games, I'm dead. Sorry. We, 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 you we know, we play for Liverpool.
0: Yeah, we pay your wages. Yeah, that's kind of it, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of the point, is that there are rumours of players going out, but are they strong rumours of Sturridge going out? Are they strong rumours of Wijnaldum going out? Are they strong rumours of Divock Origi going out? No. Hmm. Now, we're saying on the other side of the fence, when we're looking to bring people in, you know, there's loads more rumours about bringing Alisson in. And even then we're saying, well, it's probably unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, these lads aren't there's three weeks left and no one's coming in for these lads at the moment that mm-hmm. we know of it might be that we've put a not for sale sign up
1: yeah and and, and to be fair I, I, you wonder with the like some of those lads you might see the like of an Origi for an example he's got all the hallmarks of and Solanke I think Origi and or Solanke that last week of the transfer window maybe they're the ones the where someone comes, exactly, someone comes in and goes oh my god they've got no goals on this side what are we going to do who's on the list Filter by interested. Yes, yeah. but then equally,
0: yes. then equally it might be. Hang on a minute, Liverpool didn't get the Fakir deal over the line, so we need someone. Yeah, and if it means we might have to go to up top to fit those players in because we didn't make a signing, then we need players who can well, do that for us. The thing
1: well. I, the thing I think is really interesting, and I, I, listen. Look, this could be completely disproved. This will all be largely disproven by us just selling Daniel Sturridge finally. And if it does, fine, because it can put this conversation to bed. And I can stop worrying about it. But I look at Man City last year and I and Gabriel Jesus is who that side is built to to function around. Now, of course, its legacy has got Aguero at the, at the pinnacle pin, pin of it and Aguero is a phenomenal player so he makes things easier. But, and I'm not saying Sturridge and Aguero are the same player, but I wonder whether Jürgen Klopp will have looked at that last year and gone their main man missed the vast majority of the season again and Aguero just stepped in and scored 20 goals.
0: PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: And I wonder whether he's just thinking what 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 are my alternatives? What am I going to be faced with? If you're going to fall down, if you're going to be left with someone in a pinch. He's changed things every season, Jürgen. Mm -hmm. Like
0: last season was the first time we really saw him rotate heavily at the start of the season, wasn't it? Because the year before, we failed in the January period, wasn't it? The year before. And so he's learning constantly on the job what this league is about and what these lads are about at Liverpool Football Club. And he will change again. And he has to. Do you know why? Because he hasn't won the frigging league. Yeah. So he has to keep changing, he has to keep yeah. evolving, he has yeah. to keep just changing slight things here yeah. and there. And it might be a big regret of his letting Daniel Sturridge go out and letting Origi go out last season. It might well be a big regret.
1: Yeah, and it, and, and that's the thing. I, I I look at it and I just think there's a real... Let's, let's use an example of Roberto Firmino as well. So we don't know what kind of condition he's going to be. He's going to come back in midway through the... It's the, going the, to be perfect. The, the pre- That's the condition. Yeah, come back for sure. Like his mad blonde hair. Um, the, he's, he's going to come back midway through the US tour and we're going, to, we're going to get an idea of him. I think back to Daniel Sturridge in... And this is, again, he's not 13, 14 Sturridge. But what we had in that situation was a world where that uh, Luis Suarez missed the start of the season through suspension. But we had Daniel Sturridge, and he just his goals kept us ticking over till we got our main man back, and then we clicked into overdrive. Once we had, we could get both of them on the field, and we could do what we we could do what we could do. Now there's a case where it's you know you've you've got Mane, Firmino, Salah you've actually got three guys who are doing that job and maybe you can jink things around. So you put Salah up front and you play Shaqiri. Maybe this just isn't an issue. Just isn't an issue at all. But there is something, I think, just having a guy there who... And bear in mind, Origi fits into this as well because he's done this for Klopp as well. No one could accuse Divock at any real point apart from maybe in the Europa League games around that period and the run to the final of being right for us. Our big criticism of Origi was always, it doesn't suit what we do. He scored five and five, but yeah. it doesn't suit what we do. There was talk of breaking Vardy's record, wasn't there, one year? It <laughs> was. It's just, you know, but this is the thing, is that I, I think this is the season where more than any other season we'll have on the club. I think we will compromise, and, and compromise means doesn't mean that there's negative a thing in this connotation. I think we will adapt what we do, to suit another forward player this season more than we have done in any previous seasons because we know we've got plan A and plan A works impeccably. If we can't find ways to make plan A work over and over again... I think we will see more pragmatism in how we approach this season because we can't afford to go fuck it. It's you know we can't afford to go. Oh well, it's only Everton in the derby because we might need those two points this season if we're going to be if we're going to be fighting for the title. I think you're right.
0: I think you're absolutely spot on, mate. And that's that's kind of that to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. So it does. It makes it's interesting. You know, I look at the the scale of the gamble and you know. the biggest gambles remain over Solanke, Wilson, Ojo, Brewster, all these lads who haven't really done it at senior level. Then you're looking at Ings to some extent, because at least you know he's done it in the past, Origi and Sturridge. So don't be shocked if this is the season when when we thought definitively this was the season when we were going to see the back of Daniel Sturridge. We could end up in a world where he has this mad renaissance as a as a footballer and I've got I've got genuinely no problem with that and if it means we get the goals that we need to fire us up there. I, I think there's, there's
0: also something else I can tell. We've talked about tiredness from the World Cup lads. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere and I'm sure people will correct me if I'm wrong on here, but the chances of injury after a World Cup season go up yeah. massively as well, don't yeah. they? So we've talked about options whereby you know you you're missing for me for a game or two. We could miss any, we could miss one or two of these lads, and you've got to be able to plan for yeah. a long term injury for these guys because of the football they exactly. the played. Exactly,
1: and this is the thing. I, I I just think we're going to double down on squad depth as much as we can. Now, it, it probably there's probably a counterpoint to this, which is about the how many players you can register in the squad, which definitely warrants investigation. It's not something I factored into this, of course. The only other side of this is that, and again, it's why I wonder. It'd be interesting to see who we loan out of the of the younger options because, and I think Hallie Wilson's a, a, a centre to this conversation as well is we might have touched lucky that there's a generation who've just been promoted to the under 23s who are this is our I think I think this is our most talented crop of players that we've had in a long long time that we can let the lads go who are like age between 20 21 22 we can let them go and get a year of development because they absolutely need to be playing senior football and we we won't give that to them this year but if push comes to shove we've now got the aforementioned Ryan Brewster, Curtis Jones, and maybe Raf Camacho, who you're not looking to start, but if you have a crazy injury crisis or you're in the League Cup and you need to put a few on your bench, these lads have got enough talent yeah. that you're not putting a bunch of absolute fucking no marks in your side to balance. It. And that's maybe how we how we do strike the balance with this squad. Senior squad is is experienced and then we probably rely a little more on a on a younger generation of players.
0: Yeah, and be, it would be nice, and I think Klopp's been working towards this since he came into the club, where we do have a developmental strategy for all the young lads. And I mean, what I mean by that is when you've got lads who are clearly talented and, and who Klopp highly rates, like the l- likes of Ryan Brewster, you've almost got to create a, a space in your squad for his development yeah. because of the, the level of talent that this lad has. Yeah. But for those other guys who maybe aren't the superstars of the under-23s, But you still think these lads could be professional footballers. Mm -hmm. You've got to give them room to breathe and grow as well. And I wonder if you might have hit upon something there whereby it's almost that's the Liverpool way, if you know what I mean, where the the young lads come in and they get that under-23 football. The under-23s go off and develop and you see the sort of final stages of their development from afar. You bring them back in and then you make a decision, good enough, bad enough, let's move on, stick with the first team, you're going to get minutes this season.
1: Yeah, well, I think ideally you know let's be honest you 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 give yourself the opportunity to hit upon those once in a generation talents who at 17 18 are just good enough to play in your, in your team Trent Alexander-Arnold's a good a good example of that at the minute um you know and and that's, the good thing is about those lads is that like i say they they and it may be premature in saying this but i've been so impressed by Curtis Jones so far he looks cut. Comfortable, he's, comfortable. he's also quite a big lad and he's got, got good control you know, good, good, good feet and whatever. Great yeah, hair. mad. No, he's got terrible hair, it's but he, its terrible. But the—it's okay. it's, um. But the the point is, is that you, I, you feel as though you can, you can, you can rely on these players if called upon. But also, they're so young that they, he's only—he only stepped up to the under 23s in January, so a season in the under 23s is not going to do him any harm if he doesn't get any first team football for Liverpool either way like so I think that it'd be interesting to see how we do balance the squad this year because I think there's, there's definitely some interesting mm. stuff going to happen and different maybe to what we've nice seen so far Paul. thank you um, we're going to move on take your questions we're going to do a whole uh, set of extra questions we did this last week as well and I really enjoyed it because we get brilliant questions from you guys every week but there's just not space to do them on the on the, the free podcast so we're going to take a load of extra questions we're going to put them on the redmintv.com perfect chance for you to sign up if you want to do a bit more of this stuff if you want to get. Trans- transfer stuff in depth and detail loads of the conversational stuff and also coming back this week is stats and tactics if you want to get more in depth and detail on how things work for Liverpool on the pitch um, Chris is covering that stuff from this week onwards so yes perfect time to go and sign up for your free month on the RedmanTV.com anyway um, oh sorry one more thing before questions Chris yeah Dublin
0: we're doing a live show we're going to do a live show in
1: Dublin in Dublin it's going to be amazing I cannot wait for this where is it? It is in Muddy's Bar in Dublin. Dublin 1. That's the postcode. Is it really? It's just the postcode. I couldn't find anything else. Just Dublin 1. Fantastic. Everybody knows where that is, just, right? Just search Muddy's Bar and you'll you'll find it. You can get the tickets uh, for that now on, on C-Tickets, which is great. We'll put the link in the descriptions. It'll be out there on Twitter as well. But for those of you who are weirdly capable of typing... Something else, as you're listening to this, it's bit.ly, which is bit.ly uh, forward slash R-M-T-V-D-U-B, that's rmtvdub, dub um, And they have
0: to be capitalised, I believe. Yeah,
1: sure, capitalise them like a motherfucker. Um, and let's <laughs> yeah, get involved, we're going to be doing live chat, games, debates. Getting news involved, having a a, a bevy and a chat. Lots of bevvies. Yeah, and um, we've got live music as well. So those of you who saw the clips from from the the last year we did, the back end of the season with sound, yeah, it went off big time and it's going to go off big time this time. Uh, I can't wait for that. So, yeah, we're coming over. We're coming over on the ferry. (laughs) Which the last
0: time, Paul, we went to
1: a ferry to Dublin. I vomited horrendously. For eight hours. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: You played a fruit machine for five minutes, I think.
1: Yeah, we know we played the, um, the, the, the the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire quiz machine for a bit to occupy me. Um, and they just carried on well, me. I just went back to being sick, yeah. Um, bit of a lesson to be learned from that is if you're going to go on a boat, don't stay up drinking um, Guinness. And there was this shot, they were called Paddy Blasters, who had come from Jacaranda in town. And it was, I think it was Black sambuca and Baileys mixed together. Nice.
0: And um, my lesson that I learned is take your ID when you go abroad. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. We, we we struggled to get served. We were eighteen. That was a long time ago. Anyway, we're coming back to Dublin. Let's see if we can but turn times. it up, Red Men style. And you can get involved and so say, go and get involved. There our tickets. Uh, are available now but they are selling out fast there's a a few left so I would go
0: they were selling out fast you've let yourselves down big time and they've slowed down massively so we've only got a few spaces to go so you need to get it sorted
1: now yeah get it boxed off Um, don't be crying to us this happens every time we do a live show People go. That's ah, all right. And I look. I'll be honest. I do this with tickets too. I'm like, yeah, I'll sort that. I'll sort that. I'll sort that. Oh no, sold out. Um, that will happen to you again. These this time ours didn't sell out quite as fast as Paul McCartney tickets. No, but th- I still think there will have been the mentality of people who are like, oh, I, 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 yeah, box, I'll, yeah, I'll box. I get that a quarter off. past ten. Oh no, got Whereas them. literally, we had ten laptops on the go, all in queues for Paul McCartney tickets, and that's why we box Paul McCartney tickets off. Get your tickets sorted. Do not do that. We, it's
0: because we don't. Have real jobs. Yeah. And don't we're able be that to just person. Turn Ten <laughs> laptops on and devote the entire attentions of Redmen TV yeah. to getting Paul McCartney. That's tickets. That's why the new
1: show was late today. Um, <laughs> don't, don't be that person or there are many people because we always get we get dozens of them on like in the day leading up or on the day going. Can I? Well, I'm, oh, I missed out. Can I? Can I come in? No, you can't. Once the tickets are gone, you will not be getting in. So get your tickets boxed. Right now, um, other than that, look you're at me. Be in a, in a world look at trial.
0: me. Are we on me? Sort your lives out, get it sorted, buy tickets for Red Bend TV Live in Dublin. You will not be unhappy with your decision.
1: Let's Perfect visual, visual. No, that's one for the people watching the video. Uh, audio, buy tickets, buy tickets now. Okay, question time. Uh, Christopher Prowse, OC Prowse. Uh, can you o. please. C- now isn't that for
0: everyone? Okay, sounds
1: <laughs> um, or is he is he OCP Rouse? I mean it's we've got to say OCP
0: Rouse.
1: The company that made Robocop. Um can you please say something to calm my nerves about the next season? I feel this will be a harder season than the last, which was my favourite season since Istanbul. The positivity of last season rocked my world, and I uh, now I'm scared that I might be a long time until the next time. Um, I feel he fell apart a bit at the end of that question. There, I go on. You do look. This uh, we don't know how our next seasons are going to go. We can't possibly know how next seasons going to go. But this is the first season Liverpool are going into that I can remember where we ended on a feeling of of you know positivity. Let's take the caveat of us <laughs> not winning the Champions League final, but we did absolutely not end on the feeling. No, of positivity. no, but we did. We we, we Liverpool ascended to a, a level that we haven't been to in a long time when Liverpool reached the peak. What they're there or thereabouts and whether that's and fall short, so that's finishing second in the league, or in this instance, finish, finishing runner-up in the Champions League. What normally happens is, one of our best players gets sold off in the summer, or we sell a bunch, of, we, we have mad like squad rehabilitation, where we, we cut out a lot of the old senior players, and we bring in a load of random ones, and we get it horrendously wrong, and the season that follows is normally terrible. And we always think it's going to be okay, but in hindsight, you can look and you can see, how those seasons end up getting constructed. There's just no sense that that's happening this time around. We, we're keeping all of our best players, players, we're tying them all down to longer deals, and we're adding quite clearly talented footballers for good money as well to the squad that we were doing, you can see already the what we, that squad was lacking, and how we're filling those gaps, and look, yes, it's not filled yet, I think there's still a, a few obvious things, as mentioned earlier, the goalkeeper situation and what have you, but if Liverpool started the season tomorrow, we would be in a far better position strength-wise in terms of talent. The young players are better. The players that we've got are a season more uh, a season more developed, a season more together as a, as a squad and we've added talent and in addition to that, the teams around us, our rivals, apart from Man United, haven't really kicked on in terms of their business yet. So, you know, Liverpool are, are very, very strongly positioned to have a very, very good season this year. So no need to be nervous other than the general nerves that you get supporting Liverpool because, you know, it means you love footy and that's boss. There you go. It's true. you're welcome. It's true. Um, Steyr asks us, <laughs> oh my god, uh, if you were a WWE wrestler, what would you call your finishing move?
0: Okay, can I have some confirmation that there was a finishing move called DDD? What no. Was there what was Diamond Dallas? The Diamond Cutter, what was that? What was his DDP or something? His name
1: is Diamond Dallas Page, so it's DDP? An acronym of that is okay. I've gone something
0: similar, then not the same. It's the CCP. No, it's the DDD. Okay. It's the Dangleberry Doomsday Drop.
1: Okay, sad. Is it like a, a teabagging style it's situation? It's like a Banzai Drop
0: uh-huh. from Yokozuna, Yes. which is the Banzai sure. Drop. Yeah. Except I am pulling my little whiteies up through my clack, so it's a bit like a thong. I'm getting on the turnbuckle. I'm getting on the turnbuckle. And then I'm just going to go straight in. And if I've got any Dangleberries... Smothered. Um, the Dangleberry Doomsday Drop. Wow, well, I've put
1: no. I I was just gonna wing this one, but now I've to, yeah, totally fucked me there. Like, how the hell do you follow on with that? Um, no, I've got nothing even remotely co- that comes close to being able <laughs> to answer that question. Sounds <laughs> thanks, Steve. Um, I hope everyone's pleased with that answer. Um, Josh Taylor, seventeen. Uh, this is a belt of a question I to think. What sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? Anything on ice. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely anything
0: on yeah. ice um, I'm thinking speed skating because those those are really sharp aren't they and there's always loads of crashes where you take people out anyway mm-hmm. and these are like the best in the world doing this sport yeah. sober Mm-hmm. So
1: anyone doing that drunk's brilliant. Anyone who I think that the curling in that in, in that instance, oh, that you've hilarious. got weapons that's gonna turn and, and to be honest, the hockey. Scots are always amazing. Well, yeah. Well the Scots are already amazing at curling, but you're giving them massive stones and brushes and and, and bevies. Carnage. Carnage. Well um, three. Yeah. So I'd be I'd be bang up for that. I think I'm not sure there's many sports. The only one and in terms of pure safety I think we can discount the motorsports because you, you get behind a Formula One car bladded. I mean, let's be honest: the vast majority of people tune into Formula One for the crashes. So at least you're going to guarantee you're going to guarantee that. But I mean, that's just. That's just a death. I was I was thinking about
0: darts, but then I think they probably all are anyway. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's that, <laughs> great, all air losses, there's that aren't they? There's a great sketch, and it was from not the nine o'clock news back in like the, the early nineties or late eighties, and it was it was drinking darts, and though they darts, with the, they've got a table full of bevvies in front of him. He goes, oh, and he's going for oh, he's going for a pint, and then he's got like shorts and stuff, and it's whoever collapses first, yeah. I think I think the classic. other
0: there's another two sports. There's a Finnish sport called wife carrying where you have to do an obstacle course, and I think doing an obstacle course. <laughs> Under the influence, with your wife on your back, is just going to lead to a world of pain mm-hmm. uh, for you for the next however many months yeah. after you've you've ended her life. Uh, and uh, the only other one is road cycling. I mean, like the Tour de France, those bikes ride so close together, and there's already so many crashes. That if they if you were to do that, oh, piss. There's so many scraped
1: knees, coming, Chris. Ah, oh. broken collarbones. Ah, oh, just oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm not down with that one. Let us know if you're watching. And obviously,
0: uh, Gloucestershire cheese rolling, is it? I mean, that looks like they're all pissed anyway. Yeah, You'd, ha- you'd have to get me drunk to even attempt that. The boat race. <laughs> the boat race. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Go
1: ahead. The um, death
0: of a load of fellows on a river. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Clemency underscore. Uh, also fan cams. At Clemency LFC. That's yeah.
0: not a sport like, but well, we've been there a couple of times. Yeah. Um,
1: Favourite non-LFC EPL players in each of the, the past three decades? His are in, in the 10s. Silva in the noughties, Didier Drogba, and in the nineties, Eric Cantona. What did you go for?
0: I've gone, um, apparently there's only one standout in the 2010s for me, Mm -hmm. uh, in the 2000s, sorry, and that's Henri. By far and away my favourite player from that area, and I've just listed one name then. In the nineties, I've gone Janino from Middlesbrough, loved watching him play football, Zola, Bergkamp, Kinkladzi from City, and Alan Shearer.
1: I See, I, she- I went Shearer. Defo- I, I used to have an Alan Shearer poster on me wall. Went it from his Blackburn days as a kid. Um, back in the day, when we used to get shoes. I had shoes, that shit. Yeah, yeah. And you, I had the Newcastle did. one as well. Yeah. Um, Thierry Omri, totally agree. For the noughties, you know, just those players. And it, I think it, it often ends up being, quite simply, the player that's just the best player in, in the league, isn't it? And I think Bergkamp's a decent shelf in that regard as well. Like You like others, but there's some that transcend... Club rivalries, and and I, I actually agree to some reason I think the Cantoners are decent, a decent shell. It was tough. I, can't. Uh, I Yeah, can't. it was tough, but you, there was just something like there was a real. Guilty pleasure in in Eddie Cantona, and it was kind of spoiled by the fact that we ended up being his comeback game, and he ended up we nearly we nearly fucked it. If he it. Had
0: just stayed at Leeds, he'd have been there.
1: Yeah, if we just if we just signed yeah, him from Sheffield Wednesday, everything would have been great. Um, and I, I agree with the shouts of David Silva for more for more recently as well. Um, or, or Aguero to be to be honest. So
0: I've gone Suarez. Because he's not a Liverpool player now, I think I might be cheating there a <laughs> yeah, little bit. A little and bit. then my other two are Silva and, interestingly, really recent De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. I just think he's playing at a level that maybe even Silva didn't reach.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. And it just just as an aside, I thought I'd do it in terms of goalkeepers as well. It was Schmeichel in the nineties, yeah. Check in the nineties, yeah. and then probably De Gea more recently as well. In terms of goalkeepers, I look at it and go, yeah, Petr Cech was just. Unreal. They like, them, that, they. that that because they had Carlo Cudicini in goal, and he was the best goalkeeper in the Premier League, and they upgraded on him and he basically never got a game, never got a game for them again, with would check, and he was even better, absolutely class, um, perfect, we're going to wrap that up there, we've got more questions coming up, as I say, on the redmintv.com, including from Alan Tobin, why do people tweet Tony Barrett, and ask him if we're going to sign anyone, um, we're going to be picking out, WWE slash WWF Superstar 11, um, which which of the Redmen TV, up, um, up, yeah, yeah, we've got some stuff about the Redmen TV, yeah, uh, Cast and crew, uh, friend style sitcom with Liverpool players, and what does a five-a-side red men team look like? Uh, so get over to the red more Yes, <laughs> slow. Yeah, <laughs> tight around the lower part of football shirts. Um, get over to Edmontv.com, sign up and check that out. And as I say, other than that, get your tickets bought for Dublin. And uh, yeah, and if you're around, I won't be doing the podcast next week. I'm going to be over in New York. So come and check me out. I'm going to be filming a live show uh, in Carrigan's Bar on Wednesday, July the 25th from 1 pm local time ahead of the Man City game. So come and say hello. That should be good fun. Other than that, thank you for watching, listening, and walk on.